Steve Lehman, News Channel 5. Steve, what's going on? Fellas, how are we today? Good, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, no pool for you. No. Not no, today. Not a pool day. Or the next week, no pools. Unless it's indoors. <laughs> right. And I don't have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll get warm enough soon enough. All right, I'm going to start a little bit off the beaten path just because uh, of your college ba- uh, college basketball background. And mm-hmm. you, you certainly keep up with the sport heavily. And so I want to bounce a couple things off of you. See what I did there? Yesterday we yep. got a call about the Austin P opening. And mm-hmm. I said that – and we ended up getting into a pretty in-depth conversation back and forth about what Gerald Harris, Harrison should do – Gerald Harrison, if I could say that in, – in Clarksville, what he should do about that job. And I, and I feel very strongly about this. I feel like I know Dave Luce was there for a long time and had a great track record and did a whole lot of winning. And I know they would love to bring in someone like Dave Luce again and have that type of success. I said where the program is right now, they need to bring in somebody with a name and get people excited about their moving into a new arena, create a buzz, have a name people have heard of, a name that has been maybe at a bigger school because you can get those guys. And I started stating examples. And, you know, you've got a, a Darren Horn who's got Northern Kentucky in the NCAA tournament. Northern Kentucky. You've got John Pelfrey at Tennessee Tech. You've got Rick Stansberry at Mississippi State. I said, I'd call Kermit Davis and make him tell you no. I'd call, you know, Seth Greenberg and Tom Crean at ESPN. Are you guys done with coaching? Do you want to coach again? Just guys, I can go on and on. What do you think about that? Do you Because they've been going the up-and-comers, so to speak, air quotes, yep. or, you know, guys nobody's ever heard of. you got to Google them, and, you know, and it just hasn't worked. What do you think about that notion? But I think they could go a long ways by doing something like that, Darren, because for all the reasons you just mentioned, new arena is going into this new conference and everything that comes with that. They need to pump up the energy there. Not all that unlike what they did on the football side of the thing a few years ago. But that to me is the big difference is Austin P has put a lot of money into football in the last few years. And it's become a competitive winning program in football. And at the, same time it feels like their basketball program is really slidden backwards the facilities are not good hopefully the the new improvement of the new arena will take that to a totally different level but i think they need to pay more for a basketball coach i think they need to put some resources in and all that is easier said than doing so gerald harrison is going to have to figure that out but if you're going to have any chance of attracting you know you mentioned tom crane or seth greenberg they're going to have to pay a whole lot more money than they've been willing to pay for a head coach at this level. I don't know about the other guys. Could you get Darren Horn from Northern Kentucky at this point? Maybe. Could you get John Pelfrey if you wanted to? I think Rick Sandsbury is at the end of his career at this point. Kermit Davis, does he want to come back to the the neighborhood, so to speak, all that much? Those are the types of things I think you should certainly kick the tires But in order to get one of those guys, I think you're going to have to really up your investment into the program. And I don't know if Austin Peay is willing to do that with basketball. The one other thing I would say is at the moment, the last couple of years, and even really the last year probably of Matt Figures' program, I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of discipline around Austin Peay basketball. And in a town like Clarksville, 
that has such a military presence, they've got to find a way to get that back. So whoever the coach is needs to come in and set up a program that is disciplined first and feels like it's doing all the right things off the court and on the court, and I just haven't felt like that was in place the last few years. Yeah, and I wasn't saying go get those guys. I'm saying I'm trying to use – and the other example I used is Andy Kennedy is at UAB. My point is schools that aren't in power – in these monster conferences are getting guys you've heard of, guys that have been on big, huge platforms. I mean, if UAB can get Andy Kennedy, if – you know, I'm not saying go – pull these guys away. I'm saying those are my examples. Go get those types. Those types of guys are out there. I would at least kick those tires. I don't I didn't say you could pull it off. I'm saying that's where I would go. I would make all of them say no. Yeah. Well there's no harm in getting told no, right? No. You go out there and you try and reach for the stars and see if you can come up with something. I've been told no my I'm- whole life. <laughs> right. I think we all can relate to that in this business. But just to follow up on what you just said there. UAB is a better basketball program than uh, Of course, mm-hmm. yes, of course. And frankly, at this point, Northern Kentucky is a better basketball program than Austin P. I I mean, they're in the NCAA tournament again. So can you even get a guy like Darren Horn? I don't know if you can. But I, I do think you're right that Austin P. needs to rethink its basketball program right now, given the opportunity of being now into a second year into a new conference and having a new arena They've got to find a way to reinvigorate that program, and the best way to do that is to find a coach that gives you a little cachet when you have that first press conference. And listen, before we move on from Austin Peay, because I know we're going to get into some other stuff, I just wanted to ask you, as somebody who has covered this city for a very long time and has a lot of interaction with Austin Peay um, and been to Clarksville, I know I've been to Clarksville several times, who do you think Austin P wants to be known as athletically? Like, what is their identity, do you believe, athletically, that they actually want for their program? Well, I think they want to be known as a football school, by all indications of what they've done in the last few years, Justin. I mean, this was a program that was the worst Division One FBS or FCS program in the country. What? seven years ago, something like that. And they hired Will Healy and they did upgrades to the stadium and they did upgrades to the facilities for football. And next thing you knew, they were in the FCS playoffs and going to the quarterfinals. And ever since, even with Healy moving on and you're now two coaches beyond that, they've been a competitive football team in the running for conference championships, in the running to get back to the playoffs. That's just what they've been. And now moving into the Atlantic Sun, which is very clearly branded itself as a football conference at this point, that seems to be where the focus is. The basketball thing is taking a back seat, and so that's something that they're going to have to figure out. They, they seem to want to be a football program right now, and that part has been going well. But other things have taken a step back when they've done that. And Can they devote enough resources to it all to be an overall good athletics department? That's something that Gerald Harrison is going to have to figure out. Tell us about – we knew Belmont was moving into a tougher conference. Unfortunately, it came to an end uh, in their tournament, in their first game against Indiana State, which uh, we knew was going to be a wild game, right? It was a wild game at the Curb (laughs) Event Center. So what does this mean for the Bruins moving forward, Steve? I think it was a great year, Darren. You know, you win 21 games in your first season. You finish third in the conference when everybody predicted you were going to be sixth. 
and you were replacing 70% of your production from last year. You had nine new guys on this roster. I think it was a really good season by the basketball program. And it's a shame this was expected, but they had some rough early season losses against teams that they were better than and the overall body of work. You know, they could have won 23, 24, maybe 25 games if they played the way they played post the new year at the beginning of the season. But obviously that can't happen. you got to grow up and become the team that you are. But overall, it was a great season. That said, I think they also learned what it's going to take to actually win a championship in this league. You've got to have veterans. You've got to have experience. You've got to have toughness. You've got to have the ability to score. And you're going to have to play defense at a different level than Belmont has consistently. Now, I think Casey Alexander's taken the program to a different level defensively, but they're going to have to even up that game some more because when they struggled, especially in February, what was happening is it wasn't that they weren't scoring against most teams, although Drake would be the exception. It wasn't that they weren't scoring. It's that the other team was scoring just as much, and that's the thing that they've got to rein in on. If they can just be an above-average defensive team, I think they've proven that they're going to consistently be one of the best offensive teams in the league, and that can be a recipe for success. In year one, it was good enough to be consistently competitive and be in the running for the conference championship. In future years, you up that defense, and I think this can be a consistent contender. Hmm. One thing I like early on about Rand Carthon than John Robinson, it looks like we're going to get more news and things won't be hush-hush <laughs> like it was with John Robinson. <laughs> I feel like more news has come out on on his watch. Now, you know, it's it depends on what you believe, right? There's a lot of weird stuff out there that people are disputing. And uh, let's just start with Bud Dupree. Like, what where do you, where do you think that's going? Is this a – is this a June 1st, they can save a lot more money, or do they need the money now and that news is about to happen? I mean, no one's surprised if they cut Bud Dupree, but but what do you what do you make of how it's all gone out and Bud Bud Dupree tweeting about it, then deleting about it, and then, you know, nothing's been said, there's been crickets. What do you think? Well, he hasn't been cut yet. We, we know that. He's still on the roster as of right now. I can't imagine he's going to be on the roster come minicamp or training camp as we look at it, but is there a value to getting that money back now and having it available in free agency, perhaps, or is there a greater value to having the larger sum of money in June? Honestly, my guess is we're going to find out in about a week and a half when free agency comes close. If Rand Carthon can go out and find, let's say, two offensive tackles, in free agency that he thinks he could get and have the blueprint for his new offensive line and he needs a little extra money, well, that might be the time to cut Bud Dupree right now and get that money back immediately. If you don't feel like that's an issue for your free agency desires, well, then you might be better off to wait a little bit longer and get the most money in June and then use that money maybe for the Jeffrey Simmons contract. So I think there's different ways to play it, and I, I, you know, I can't make a prediction about it because I truly do think he probably doesn't even have all the information right now to make that decision. There's, there's a lot of funny business with NFL salary cap dollars. I mean, just the idea that you can do the same, in essence, move by cutting Bud Dupree 
But if you do it now versus June, there's a difference of between about $6 million of what you get back against the cap. Tells you all you need to know about NFL salary cap rules. And so <laughs> Rand Carthon's going to have to do his best to figure that out, understand what he needs in March to accomplish what he wants to do ahead of the draft and free agency. And then, you know, if he doesn't make the move then, he can wait and get more money back, and then maybe that helps him for Jeff Simmons or something else moving forward. Did you ever believe that Derrick Henry is being shopped or was being shopped or that's just something that never really happened? What version of events you believe, Steve, when it comes to Derrick Henry? So what I've been told is that Rand Carthon has been very receptive to getting phone calls and to chatting about his roster with people around the league. So my guess is Derrick Henry's name has come up in some sort of conversations. And who knows, maybe he kicked the tires. Maybe he looked at the Chicago Bears and said, you've got the number one pick. If Derrick Henry was available, what else would you need to get the number one pick? I think those conversations may have happened. That said, I don't think he was realistically sitting there and thinking, I'm going to trade Derrick Henry. And so in some ways, I think both of these reports have been accurate. The first one was probably just overstated. I don't think he was shopping Derrick Henry. I think he was listing the people who may have brought Derrick Henry up in a conversation. But ultimately, I think he understands that for this offense or for this team to be remotely good next year, they need to lean on Derrick Henry again. And let's be real. While the Titans are readjusting things or rebuilding or retooling or whatever David Poyle phrase you want to use to what they're doing on the football side of things, <laughs> the, the Titans are still very much a contender in the AFC South. And so they walk into next season, even with all the retooled pieces, as one of, in my mind, two teams who can win the division. And obviously, if you win the division, you're in the playoffs, and who knows what can happen from there. So while there's a lot of pieces you have to change and things you have to build for the future, this is still a competitive football team that can win games next year, and they're going to win them by having Derrick Henry in the backfield. So ultimately, all of this was a lot to say that at the end of the day, I, I'm very confident that Derrick Henry is going to be the featured running back on the Titans. Isn't it semantics, though? Because think about what you just laid out. Is it shopping? I mean, to me, it's doing your job. If somebody's Correct. like, hey, you know, you're having a discussion, whatever, about whatever, hey, well, what about your running back? Are you, you, would you, well, what, what are you, you know, what are you thinking? Is that shopping? I mean, if you're asked as a general manager, Hey, what about, or even if he said, Hey, you know, uh, you guys need a running back. Would you, would you have any interest at all? Is again, is that shopping or just doing your job? Yeah, Finding out I, what I somebody's worth. I agree with you 100%, Darren. I, I think the initial report of shopping was overstated. I think conversations happened, but it wasn't shopping. And I'll use this analogy. You've lived in a house for 10 years. You absolutely love it. Your family's home there. It, it's got good value. You, you just love being in that place. You have no desire to move. And one day a knock on the door comes and somebody says, I'm going to offer you one and a half times the value of your place or two times the value of your place, you may still have no interest in moving or of selling that home, but you're probably going to at least have the conversation or tell your wife when she comes home, hey, uh, the craziest thing happened today. Somebody wants to pay X for the house, you know, and you have the conversation. You still may not do it, but you at least know what, 
was out there based off of the conversation. That's kind of how I view this. I think Rand Carthon is open to every general manager. He even said as much last week at the Combine. He said, look, my, my phone is open. You guys have my number. Give me a call. I think he will answer anybody's call and talk about anybody on his roster and see what's out there. And if you want to, you know, if you want to give three first round picks for Jeff Simmons, he might do that because that's an enormous price to pay. I don't think he's going to do it. I don't think that's going to materialize, but I think he's doing the due diligence to your point, Darren, and having all these conversations, seeing what's out there as he then starts to build this football roster. Wanted to ask, uh, just switching gears one more time here to to the SEC. How how cool is this to have the SEC basketball tournament here, Steve? I mean, this is, I mean, we watch these tournaments all over the country. We're watching the ACC tournament now uh, on television, and to have the attention and the players in town and and everything, the pageantry that comes with it, right here in the backyard. I know we've become a whole hum about it because we get so much stuff here. The NHL draft will be here later. But at, at some point, do you ever pinch yourself and going, boy, this is this is kind of cool to have all this right here in the backyard? Oh, gosh, is it? I, it's amazing, Justin. And I don't even remember when this run of the SEC tournament – I mean, we've, we've obviously had the SEC tournament on and off for, for decades. Here. Yes, but we've had either the men's or the women's tournament here. I think now since like 2010 or 11, and so you've got that run going. And now the men's tournament this year starts a run through 2035, where it's here every single year. So you're going to go in essence a quarter of a century, where either the SEC men's or women's tournament would be right here at Bridgestone Arena every single year, and that's incredible. And it's a testament to the job that obviously. The Predators, Bridgestone Arena, that venue have done. It's a credit to Scott Ramsey and Butch Spiridon and the people around the city of Nashville that have built this up to be a sporting community. But it is incredible for us. You know, it is absolutely awesome to think that you have all 14 SEC fan bases coming in here for five days and you're going to have a ton of basketball games over there. A lot of great action. It leads up to Selection Sunday and it's here. And the best party in all of college basketball this week is what's going on outside Bridgestone Arena. And so you get the incredible scene inside, you get the incredible scene outside, and it's as good as it gets, and we've got it right here in our backyard. All right, i got to end with this real quick. Okay, just going back, I know we've been bouncing all over the place, but going back to what we were just talking about, do you think, and I'm just asking your opinion, and I know none of us know the answer to this, do you think there has been or will be a closed-door meeting with the Titans brass about whether or not they would be interested in Lamar Jackson? Man, my guess is it's already happened, if I had to. You think think they have discussed that? My guess is they've talked that out. Hmm. Here's my sense on the current Titans quarterback situation. My guess is when they looked at the roster – they feel as I do. And they looked around and said, we got a whole lot of things we've got to fix right now. I don't know if quarterback's at the top of the list. And so I think they're looking around to all these other options. And that's why I believe, you know, we heard Rand Carthon last week say that Ryan Tannehill's under contract and I expect him to be a Titan or something to that effect. And so I expect him to be a Titan next year. Now, it, it may be his last year in 2023 and they may be planning already 
that there will be a quarterback in the draft next year or that they're going to go into free agency with something in mind next year or whatever. But I think right now from just what I've gathered that they're staring at this roster saying there's so many other things we've got to address, including the offensive line that's going to protect this new quarterback, that we've got a guy who's pretty tough and durable and can play to an adequate level. Let's try and build up the O-line. Let's try and get some more weapons. We'll keep getting Henry behind him. See what we do next year, and then we can readjust in the future. That's my guess. I imagine they discussed Lamar Jackson, what would happen if he became available. But to me, that's not the move to do right now. Hmm. I think we did a bunch of laps around the pool. That was good. We did. That was a good exercise. <laughs> Steve? You kept me warm. I appreciate it, guys. <laughs> appreciate you doing this. Uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, anytime. We'll talk soon. Steve Lehman, News Channel 5.